Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, We have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. Well, yes it is. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, yeah. It's there. I'm uh, typing a message to our uh, guest. I don't oh, know I what that's one, all two. about. I sent him one too. Hmm. We're getting a uh, we're getting a replay of the show during the show. That's very nice. I don't know why, but uh, that's just how it goes, I guess. Oh, <sighs> that's not a good thing. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, listen, Rob, if you're listening, the link to call in via Skype is on uh, so uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash smedge. So just uh, yeah. Go there and click on the thingamabob. <laughs> happening. It's happening. It's Tuesday, Mike. How are you, sir? It is Tuesday, and I'm doing great. I'm actually, um, yeah, doing well, let's say. I like when you're doing well. <laughs> when have I not, Even you know, even if I'm not doing well, I put on a, a nice little mask and pretend that I'm doing just dandy as best I can. But I'm doing well. Yeah. You know, a lot of times that's all it takes to get over the hump. I used to have some people that worked for me, and uh, they would just be grumpy sometimes. And I knew that it wasn't anything really serious, so I would do silly things with them, like take them out in the hallway and march down the hallway with them, kicking my feet up. I said, just pick your feet up a little bit higher. And, uh, you know, they thought I was crazy, but uh, many of them later said, you know what? really kind of angered me when you did that because I felt like I was uh, a kindergartner or something. But I, I use it now. a teenager. Yeah. 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 I use it now in my, my daily thing. And I have to do that with myself as well. I wake up sometimes and I think, ah, man, I really don't want to get up. And about the time that thought comes out of my mouth, I get up, make the bed, brush my teeth, Put on my mm-hmm. toupee. No, wait, that's somebody else. Uh, and uh, I hit the trail. So welcome to the show. If you've never listened before, um, mm-hmm. we talk about, Mike thought I was going to throw it right to him. We talk about things that mm-hmm. are important to your business, yourself. I don't like to use the word your brand, but that's what the vernacular is so that you know what I'm talking about. Uh, your reputation uh, in the realm of social media. But we, we put some other things in there too, Mike. What are some of the other things that we talk about? Well, uh, like today. Um, today we're talking about a very hot topic, especially in the real estate field, but also it's not just in the real estate field. It's in um, it's in the, the, the general vernacular right now because of um, just what it is. 
essentially, um, we want to make your business better. We want to protect you. We want to make you better. We want to have you do things right and and continue to improve. And that's kind of a little bit why we have to talk about this today. Yeah, we do. Um, I've got to reboot the studio. Why don't you take it for about two minutes, Mike? Uh, just kind of preface what we're talking about a little bit here and work in your things. I want to reboot the studio so we can get our guest on. And uh, you've got it until then. <laughs> don't you love oh. it? All right. Hey, so um, given that, um, I put it out there on Twitter. I put it out there on Facebook. If you can also share the show, if you're if you're seeing that on either platform, that would be great. Uh, normally, we do not have the chat room open, and we're also doing uh, something a little bit different. We're doing a longer podcast. Usually, we're about thirty minutes or so. Uh, we're going for a full hour just to cover this topic fully and not run out of time. So. I've got the chat room. Um, the chat room's up. It is our place to have a separate conversation. But uh, that said, love to have your voice. If you want to call into the show, uh, and it would be live, because if you're listening to this on iTunes, it's already too late. Um, same thing with the chat room. Yeah. But uh, call in 323-642-1539 is the call in to the show. And we can actually get you on the air. How'd I do? You did you did great. You did great. So we're. Uh, I want to hit a couple of little things first because we always do some things in the beginning of the show before we bring our super spectacular guests on. Uh, and one of those things is there's something going around on Facebook again right now, Mike, that has been around many times, but I'm seeing it again. And that uh-huh, is people uh-huh. having this whole thing. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. How do I we do. stop this? How do we stop this insanity? You mean sharing cat videos? Yeah, that's it. No, 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 no the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I, You know, I don't know if there's a fix. It drives me bananas. Um, if you copy and paste the particular message to your Facebook profile, you are not protecting all of your content from Facebook, who's going to make it public, and blah, blah, blah. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just... It's noise. It's useless noise. It is not true. Your content is your content. It always will be your content, and Facebook is not going to be a public if you previously made it private. Uh, but just remember this. If you post it on the Internet, all bets are off. So That's always true. Yep, that's always true. Uh, you know, another little revelation I had this week while I was doing some studies before the show, uh, I think we call it research. You know, that stuff that I do for hours and hours and days before the show comes up, or that I begin about 30 minutes before the show, whichever. Uh, <laughs> people will find this shocking. Um, but the more money you spend on your sponsored content, the more people are going to see it. <gasps> Can you believe that? <laughs> and you mean I, I, by Facebook ads, Twitter ads, that kind of thing? Sponsored posts, sponsored tweets, Twitter ads, Facebook ads. The more you buy, the more people are going to see it. Mm-hmm. Here's the big catch, and I'm, we're going to do a whole show on this one. I'm kind of teasing future shows. It's actually up to you to make those those uh, visitors convert into something else. And that's really a lot of what we talk about on the show. Not so much today, but uh, we normally do. And uh, I want to go ahead and tease next week's show, Mike, because it just hit me. 
like a, uh, uh, you know, a train in a tunnel. If you're not already mobile ready, you went out and you bought all of this content, you sponsored these posts, and what brought this up is that 80% of people view Twitter on their mobile device. 80%. If they click your link and they go to your website and they can't read a word because it's all about a point one font, um, <laughs> and they have to scroll and all this stuff, you're going to lose them. So, uh, yeah, next week's show... We're going to be talking about mobile ready, buying ads, making it work, and all those kind of things. There you go. Yep. Okay. So last night, Mike, we were talking. We're having our monthly uh, four week in advance show meeting last night. <clears throat> and uh, I said, I have no idea what we'll talk about tomorrow. And you mentioned uh, this article that's been going around. And, and I thought about it for a second and I thought, uh, I don't know if that's kind of the right topic for the show, then I thought, wait a minute, we're talking about what's happening in the social space and how that impacts people's perception of you going into the future. Mm-hmm. And who better to talk about it and what more timely topic to have um, than this one today? I think pretty much most of our listeners, especially those in the real estate industry, actually know Rob, um, probably have had a chance to meet him because he he, get, he gets around a little bit. Um, and... They may even already know what we're talking about. I've got to say this, that before this even came up, and even before I knew it existed, my wife got into it. And she read this article, and she's like, oh, she's getting all huffy and puffy. Then she gets to the end of this one particular article, and it takes an abrupt political major campaign, presidential political campaign turn. (laughs) Then she was livid about that. She's like, you had me for the whole article. She's not talking about Rob's article, by the way. You had me for the whole article. And you get down to the last sentence and you blew it. So now I don't even want to talk about it. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know Rob, Mike? I do. I I have not karaokeed with Rob, which I guess is a it's I guess it's a rite of passage. I don't karaoke, but we um I kind of threw a sushi con event. <laughs> Uh, for uh, as part of a Inman Connect San Francisco, and which is you know near and dear to my heart, the San Francisco part of it all, and um, so and we've you know spoken at different conferences and things like that. But SushiCon, SushiCon, say hi, Rob. Hey, <clears throat> can you guys hear me? Absolutely. Yes, we can. All right. Just like you're in. The- Sorry, about couldn't get the Skype thing working, so we'll have to do it by phone. How's everybody this morning? <laughs> We're doing fantastic. We're uh, yeah. We we used to call this technical trouble Tuesday, Rob. <laughs> By the way, before you can get started, I just want to the the irony uh, of of three dudes <laughs> talking about this issue. Yes. <laughs> we probably should have you know, and you guys probably should maybe schedule something like that and get Stacy here. Valerie and Nikki, you know, the, the women who are really brave enough to come forward with this, you know, after that. That but, would be wonderful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I'm here, happy to discuss what, what should we talk about. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, the, because that article hit such a, a nerve, it, it it's not just the content of the article, but it's what has happened in the lives of the people around it. Um, sure. And uh, how, you know, I think it's a cautionary tale. Um, as well as a non-surprising tale. 
I, I do applaud you, however, being, uh, as I've told people, I'm the only three-need child from a family, uh, a large family. And if you don't know what a three-need child is, you just have to figure that out. I'm the, I'm the only one. Uh, so I've always been a defender of uh, of the ladies, no sure. matter what. So let me just applaud you, first of all, for well, making this Well, let's applause. hold off on the applause. <laughs> because, you know, here's what's, what's interesting about this, right? It's, uh, sorry about the noise. I, you know, one of the reasons why I ended up writing it is um, I'm actually, for the most part, I think on the other side, you know, of a lot of these issues, you know, when it comes to gender. Uh, you know, I'm, I, 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 you know, I actually think I'm more on issue of the men's right side of the movement these days than anything else. But, you know, one of the things I think we got to realize is there are some bright lines. You know, there are some hard lines that we can defer and disagree on some, you know, gray areas. But there are some hard lines that we have to draw. And this, those two things that happen on the bus are just, you know, two of those hard lines. You know, I mean, there's, as I was, uh, you know, telling to some friends, you know, before I even wrote this was, you know, the only time I could see where violence against a woman could be justified if she's running at you with a knife. I mean, that's about mm-hmm. it. You know, there's no other situation where that's justified. Thinking about it is justified. Talking about it certainly, you know. So it's, it, was, it was one of those things where, you know, this this one is something where, no, like we just can't. There's no disagreement. You know, there's no difference of opinion. There's like we could talk about the state of divorce laws in this country, but that doesn't justify like you know talking about hitting a woman as not to leave a bruise. Like there's no there's no context that justifies that. So you know we'll see how this all plays out, and I'm hoping something positive comes out of it. Well, the fact that people are talking about it. Uh, and discussing it and watching how the uh, the rebuttals have fared, mm-hmm. I think all of that is positive. Uh, you know, well, just so. the fact. And and I think a lot of times we find that uh, these things are based in perhaps alcohol fueled uh, existing oh, no angers and prejudice and things like that, uh, and no generally not from. Uh, I wouldn't say that the people involved were what I would call skilled in violence. You know, some of us have been to school to learn how to be violent. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a lot of times is just more of, uh, I don't want to be derogatory, but kind of uh, less manly men um, striking out at someone weaker than them. Wouldn't you agree? Well, I mean, I'm not a, I'm hardly uh, someone that's going to render judgment on other dudes' masculinity. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, unlike you, Ken, and, and I don't know Mike, your background, I'm not trained in the ways of violence. I, you know, I, I don't have that training out of the background. But I guess you know the only thing I can say about that is, you know, some of the some of the figures I think you know in not just in real estate but just in society that I respect the most, you know, that come out of sort of warrior tradition. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people like Dom Razo or, you know, or uh, I mean, some of the like, you know, military veterans or special forces guys, you know, they talk consistently about sort of chivalry being a warrior's code, right? Uh, so, I mean, I could, I guess I could sort of see that, you know, when, when as a man, you are trained, you know, to violence, trained to kill, trained to do those things that, 
you know, obviously you, you understand your power, you understand you know, the capabilities you have. And the last thing you're, you're going to even think about or be acceptable is to turn it towards women who, you know, uh, for tens of thousands of years, you know, some hardwired into us as men, we want to protect them. You know, we don't want to harm them. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I could, I could agree with that. Um, but, you know, I mean, what's interesting about this whole situation is, I, I mean, there are a couple of questions, you know, and obviously I've, I've listed a lot of them um, in both of my posts. But the fact that they haven't yet come forth, that the three men involved haven't yet come forth with their version of what happened is damning. You know, it's, I don't, I just don't understand why they would, when they understand that this is, you know, this is uh, potentially apocalyptic, you know, for their personal reputations, for their personal businesses, and for their business, you know, their lab coat agents. Um, and all, all these guys, I think, are working realtors, right? So it's, it's not going to help that cause any uh, where, you know, I'm pretty sure at this point, if anybody Googles their name, the top hits are going to be these, you know, these stories and these posts. Um, you know, at this point, right. I think Real Daily has covered it. Uh, Inman's covered it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's out there. I mean, why they haven't taken that step is, I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, that. That's the part that's really puzzling to me. If they really didn't do those things, if they're really innocent, then, you know, then they really need to come out with that story. Right? Mm-hmm. Mike, when, when you thought about this uh, topic today, what particularly have you taken from the article that, uh, that, that or the ser- it's almost turned into a series of articles and rebuttals now that uh, yeah. really fired up your, your engine? Well, and, and, you know, so I, I read the original article. It got shared on Facebook. The original article um, from Stacy. I read that. I went over to the and read that. I actually read a lot, um, you know, like in the morning, and, and that was just one of the things that I read. And it fit right in with a lot of what other women are writing about currently, Um after the Donald Trump on the bus tape, the locker room tape thing came out, there's been a whole lot of women sharing. And I think that's a wonderful, I think it's a positive um, thing. And it, those things that women are writing are not just for women. They're for us to read as well. Um, and so I started with that. And I had no idea, uh, mainly, I, I, I'm not even going to say mainly, uh, I wasn't at Inman, San Francisco this year. I had no idea where it took place. I couldn't tell you where in the country it took place. And I had no idea who everybody was who that was involved and had absolutely no idea whatsoever. And then I started uh, seeing the video. Um, I forget which one of the, the lab code agents put up the first video. And that showed up in my news feed. And I was going, what? And... <laughs> You know, to me, it was, I, you know, I on, on the surface, you know, I'm, I totally believe uh, what the woman said. Actually, I'm going to say the woman said because it was Stacy. Initially, that was the only voice I was hearing, and then this response, I was like, that is, uh, what is that response? And then it got deleted. It disappeared. I went to show somebody, and it was gone. And that just, <laughs> that reeked, you know, in a 1970s word, that reeked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I mean, I rem- here's, I rem- kind of, here's kind of what I think. Well, yeah, here's kind of what I think happened. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Here's what I think happened. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a tragedy all around, I suppose. You know, I think the video you're talking about, Mike, is probably the Ronnie George video, you know, which is oh, a okay. much longer one. It's about six minutes long where he's sort of mm-hmm. talking about, you know, uh, these blog posts and individuals and, you know, saying horrible things. And, you know, yeah. I, I was the one who told that story. You know, and I think maybe from their perspective it was, you know, and Ronnie talks about it in, in his video, so it's not like I'm, you know, making something up here. So apparently he went through a very, very bad divorce with uh, with some, you know, with a woman who had cheated on him, you know, with a family member and a friend, as he put it on the video. And, you know, you could imagine how that would leave a mark, you know, on a, on a man's soul. And maybe he was just, you know, commiserating, you know, with the with his friends just talking about, you know, how horrible that was and so on. And, you know, maybe because he's just angry and bitter and saying a bunch of shit that's just really not acceptable. <laughs> it's, it's just not acceptable. Um, mm-hmm. They realize suddenly that, you know, these three women are up front and they're hearing this. And, uh, you know, instead of what I think would be the rational thing to do is to apologize and, you know, try to explain it. Again, not that those particular comments are easy to explain, but, you know, it's exactly as obvious. We don't mean any of that. I'm just really angry and bitter, you know, uh, you know, not condoning violence against women, you know, none of those. I mean, at least we could sort of understand. Instead of that, right. they sort of push to the next level and start talking about, you know, you ladies learning anything up there. And, you know, if you cheat on your husband, then he has every right to fuck you up. I mean, like, there's not – I think that's kind of what went down. And maybe they just like, – like you said, maybe it was alcohol. Maybe they were, you know, drunk and – just think, didn't think too much. Um, and here's the thing, like, um, from kind of one of the angles you want to take on this, from the intro of the show, we want to talk about, like, social media side of things. Like, how do you handle this sort of thing? Something to keep in mm-hmm. mind is that this event, right, for two months, this has been right. talked about in secret private back channels. Um, and in this day and age, I think one of the things we have to consider is that that's everywhere, you know, that not mm-hmm. all of the, the real discussion is happening in the wide public. It's happening in secret Facebook groups. It's happening in, you know, direct messages. It's happening in chat rooms. It's happening, you know, like below the surface where you're not seeing it. Um, right. So that's number one. Number two, what that implies then is that by the time something becomes public, because uh, of Stacy writing that post, and even she didn't really make it public, right? I mean, that was kind of the the thing that I did is I, you know, I just felt like, wait, this this can't be just whispered about, you know, back channels. So I publicized, I, you know, named names, you know, put up the videos, you know, all of those things. Uh, I think the assumption has to be that, that there's been talk going on behind the scenes for months, you know, for a long time prior to becoming really public, which means that a large number of people probably have already made up their mind. You know, true. So okay. short, short of something dramatic, uh, you know, trying to defend yourself, you know, make excuses, etc., is not going to work. I mean, I think that would be sort of my take on things. You know, mm-hmm. um, as a result, from just a crisis management standpoint, I guess, um, really the best policy, my take just generally would be, just uh, truth is your best defense. 
there. Mm-hmm. So if you did whatever it was, and so in this case, it's obviously this horrible talk on a bus, but you could easily extrapolate this to other situations, right? That would be right. particularly relevant to real estate. Like let's say some realtor is accused of, you know, of uh, nefarious deeds, you know, by some buyer, right? Before something like that gets public, chances are it's not been talked about for, you know, days, weeks, months, you know, in back channels. So if something comes out, if you did it, you're much better off just admitting and, you know, apologizing and begging for forgiveness. I, I really think so. Uh, if you didn't do it, then by all means, you have to defend. You have to tell the truth. You have to say, this is actually what happened, and lay out your case. I mean, you almost have to do that. You cannot sort of ignore it and think it's going to blow mm. over. I, I don't think that's a smart strategy anymore, not, not in 2016. You know, that might have worked 20 years ago. Uh, it might work if you're Hillary Clinton, but it, otherwise, you know, it's it's going it's not going to help. Right? You, you're going to have to sort of come out, tell the truth, and either apologize and beg for forgiveness or defend yourself and just tell the truth and, you know, summon well, as much as you possibly can. The, the big advice to give to people is first, shut the hell up. Um, sure. You know, if, if, if you can't handle your liquor, then uh, leave it alone. I mean, really. <laughs> When we get right down to it. If it was drunkenness, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen drunk folks get hauled off, and then the next day they're apologizing to the arresting officer. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I was horrible. I was drunk. Okay, that's stupid. But if yeah. it does happen, uh, l- let me kind of, I'm going to personalize this a little bit with a client of mine who hired me about four years ago to help fix an identity problem he had. Uh, I'm not going to mention his right. name because it's still something going on, but he actually had just witnessed some documents for a person. That's all he did. He witnessed the signature right. on the documents. Well, the documents were fraudulent. And you, being an attorney, know how things work. If you're served, you serve sure. everybody. You throw it all against the wall, whatever sticks, wherever sure. you get your chink. So I told him, I said, well, the first thing we need to do is we need on your blog, we need or on your website, we need to put a page that addresses it. He said, well, I'm afraid that if we do that, then people that didn't know about it are going to hear about it. I said, you're innocent. Mm-hmm. All you did was witness some documents, and you're concerned that when people search for your name or the name of your business, your mugshot's coming up because he was arrested. Um, right. So it's, a, it's kind of the same thing. Had these accused gentlemen, and I, I wasn't there. You weren't there. We know who mm-hmm. we trust, and we know who we right. don't know. Um. But my feeling as well is when I watched the video, I was cringing. I'm thinking, dude, you are driving a nail in it. So Mm -hmm. at what point, Rob, if this happens to you, let's say that, heaven forbid, you and I are out shooting pool one night. Mm -hmm. And there's a funny comedian on TV, and he's telling off-color jokes, and we're laughing at it. Mm -hmm. Because it's funny. Sure. <laughs> but somebody has us on video, and they go, look, here's Rob and Ken, and they're laughing at this yeah. horrible stuff on TV. Sure. As soon as we find out, what should we do? Well, the thing is, Ken, I mean, in that situation, uh, yeah, let's say some sort of you know media, social media shitstorm happens because of that. Like, I'm not ashamed of that behavior. Do you know what I'm saying? So – and I'd be like, yeah, I laughed at the jokes because it's funny. If you don't share my sense of humor, then you know, uh, you know, I don't know what to tell you, right? Uh, unfriend me. I don't, I don't. I really don't give a crap. Right? 
And so, you know, I guess better say, you know, say, say the three of us are those three guys on that bus, right? And I'm telling some mm-hmm. story about some painful thing that, you know, I say these are completely inappropriate things. What I do is very simple. I admit to it. I say, you know what? I was drunk. I said these things that are they're really unacceptable. I regret saying them. I apologize. Should never have happened, you know, and uh, and just deal with it, right? And do penance. Like, look, I've, whatever, you know, I'm going to go see, like, you know, you, you see this with, like, big celebrities and things too, right? You know, I'm going to go see counseling for my anger. Uh, you know, I'm not really, you know, like, you almost have to just do that, right? Make donations to, uh, you know, uh, shelters for domestic violence or what? I mean, you have to do something. But that's the only thing you can do if, if in fact, right, I did something like that, right? Um, if I didn't do it, though, and this is the thing, if I'm innocent, then, yeah, I mean, look, I, at that point, I, I would have to just, you know, just tell the truth as best as I can and let chips fall with me. I mean, what's interesting about this, and it's not, here's what's sort of interesting about it, right? And it kind of fits into kind of the top of the which is crisis management. When I published my first post, I did it in a very, very particular way, um, primarily because I didn't want to get sued. And, and I knew as I was sitting published on that, that there's a good chance I'm going to be the subject of some, some ire. You know what I mean? Uh, some criticism. Mm-hmm. And that is, in fact, what happened. The thing is, I knew also when I, first, when I did the first post that I was going to have to still follow up, right? Because I needed to give some time, you know, for more information to become available. Um, and during those, you know, two days, as it turned out, I knew I was going to take a whole lot of hits. You know, it was just obvious. I knew it was going to happen. Um, but at the same time, I knew that sort of, if you will, again, the truth is on my side, Right. Uh, I knew right. that at some point I was going to be able to tell my tell the full story, and I think people would understand. And that's sort of exactly what happened. Right? You know, my second post, you know, I put it up, and people realized, like, yeah, you know what? There's a reason why he didn't call these women. There's a reason why he didn't, you know, do these things. And where I screwed up, I apologize. I should have, you know, gotten in touch with, uh, with the three women and given them a heads up that I'm, you know, publishing their names. Um, and then everything ended up being fine. And I think that there's a lesson there, too. It's like, look, the truth of the matter is that I had to do these things in a certain way. Once I explain it and apologize where I need to apologize, the community is very, very forgiving. You know, they really are. Um, and, you know, the few people who aren't, whatever, you know, they're haters. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't <laughs> really care about that. We can't um, can kind of possibly way. please everyone. Yeah. Um, so again, with these guys or, or anybody who's, who finds himself in this type of situation, like I said, I feel like the like you almost have to ignore the spin doctor's advice. You almost always have to ignore your lawyer's advice on this one because what a lawyer will tell you is just don't say anything, right? Just clam right. up because they don't want anything getting out, uh, you know, where they can't control it for the purpose of a trial. The problem is in a situation like this. These guys, you know, who knows? Even if they win at trial, their lives, their reputation, their business is completely ruined. Like, wh- that's not a victory. Do you know what I mean? It's just not a victory. So I almost feel like in situations like this, you almost always have to ignore your lawyer. And if you are in the right, then you need to tell the truth, and you need to tell it often, you need to tell it loudly. If you're in the wrong, 
that you need to apologize, admit it, and own it, and, and just do your penance and move on, right? And some people are still going right. to hold stuff against you, but I think a lot of people would just say, you know what, they screwed up, everyone's allowed to make a mistake, and they'll move on. I mean, like I said, I, I think our culture, our society is extremely forgiving. Uh, you know, I mean, think about all of the stars and celebrities and, you know, even politicians who, like, really screwed up, you know, done some horrible things. But if they admit it, they apologize, and they do penance, we all we take them back. You know, Tiger Woods is you know, back playing golf. It's, so I think that's kind of, uh, that would be the, the primary thing to keep in mind, right? That in the social media mm-hmm. age, trying to hide stuff or sweep things on the rug or ignore it or, or any of that stuff, it just does not work. It just doesn't work. You've got to sort of come out, deal with it head on, and and just be truthful about it. Be honest about what happened. Yep. Hey, Rob, we're going to take a short break, and we have a friend that's throwing sure. down some good stuff in the chat room, and he's already on the uh, on the hold line. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, Mike's got sure. something for you, and we're going to be joined by a friend. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then... I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. I'm going to check that out. See what that special bonus is, Mike Mueller. (laughs) It's a quick roll. Don't do it. No, don't do it. Uh, We're back with uh, Rob. And we're talking about a, a, a hot topic in the real estate world, uh, but it translates to every world. And if you haven't heard the first part of the show, you need to get it over on uh, iTunes and give it a listen. Mike, you had something for uh, for our guest. Yeah, and actually, um, and it, it started out with, with uh, Ken, I think you said something about uh, uh, somebody being innocent. And that when I first saw, Rob, when I first saw your post on Medium. Yes. I totally get the title. And for those who haven't seen it, it's Before We Hang Them High, Can We Convict First? And I totally understand it, and I understand the premise behind it and all of that. But the first thing I thought of is, how do you get a conviction out of this? And, Mm -hmm. you know, in something like this, this is not going to court. There is no jury. The jury is social media and and really what everybody thinks. And can you speak a little bit about that? Because that title sure. actually really rubbed me wrong right sure. from the start of of 
that. And I understand what you did in the article, but mm-hmm. you know, and I, I agree with your approach on what you did in the article as far as that goes. But the title just got me. Sure. So how do we convict somebody on social media? I mean, I think it's a great question. Um, and, you know, in, in you know, retrospection, you know, could I have maybe used a better title? Uh, possibly. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> That's just my lack of uh, creativity, I guess. But fact of the matter, social media uh, conviction or innocence, I mean, really at the end of the day, we're talking about mm-hmm. Now, maybe some people are so good at lying and so good at being Machiavellian that they can maintain, you know, a total falsehood consistently over a long, long period of time. Um, maybe some people are like that. I, I don't think so. I don't think anybody's that good. Which then means, I think conviction and innocence sort of depends on whether you can convince people right, of whether you're being right or wrong. Well, if you're trying to convince somebody, then the most effective tool in doing that is, again, being truthful, being honest. In this case, uh, the reason why I wrote things that way and the conviction in my mind was was primarily because these guys posted their video responses, right? Um, and in that posted video response, they did a few things that just that just didn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and at the same time, also kind of you know kind of pissed me off. Which is so the thing that pissed me off was they called women liars, right? said they were this was all fabricated. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, okay, it's one thing to maybe even suggest that maybe there's a misunderstanding, you didn't hear me right, or this was taken out of context. But to say somebody fabricated the entire thing, right, and just, you know, and not just one, right, not two, right. three separate women who have no axe to grind, they don't have anything against you, to say that they're just lying, you know, that, that really bothered me. And then the second piece, of course, is when uh, when they take the stance of, you know, we, we don't use bad language like that. You know, I'm going, really? And because you're dudes, and I'm a dude, and I use bad language all the time when I'm with other dudes. So I don't know. Maybe you all are Mormon missionaries <laughs> I don't know about. Right? But that didn't strike me as, you know, as being truthful. Right? So that's right. where it starts. In terms of the directly answering question, I think that's what conviction means is, you know, where a lot of times conviction on social media is I think people convict themselves, right? Primarily because uh, either they're too quiet, right? if they're just totally silent. Like these guys have been since, since that video and taking things down and censoring and kicking people out of their group and all of that type of stuff. I mean, that's... That's very telling. You know, I mean, that's... That's uh, that may not stand up in a court of law, but in the court of social media, that is going to be evidence that you you're trying to hide something. Right? You don't want discussion. You don't want to talk about it. You just want it to go away. That's going to lead to conviction. Right. The other thing is if you you know start mouthing and start talking a lot of bullshit. I mean, that's people are convict you. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you know, what's then innocence? You know, what is where you know you convince people through social media that that you're not guilty. Well, you know, he, he, it's basically the way I look at that is either be a world class liar, just a world class liar, who could get away with you know, like doing it. You know, like you, you got to be able to pull the long con, you know, like in the Sting or right. Ocean's Eleven, 
or you're much better off just telling the truth. Like I said, I mean, I feel like within the social media world especially, just, you know, people's opinions, if, if you tell the truth and either beg for forgiveness, then they will forgive you, or tell the truth and you stand by what is true, then maybe not all, but a lot of people will see that, right? Because truth is consistent. You know, truth makes sense. It's coherent, right? Mm-hmm. And then people right. will say, okay, that makes sense. So that, that's my take on it. You know? um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the reason why I wrote that post the way I did is because their statements just didn't make any sense. But I couldn't – I felt like I couldn't just say that. So I needed to put it out there, you know, their own facts, their own statements out there, and ask them to clarify. And if they fail to clarify, if they fail to answer that, then that is – for social media purposes, that is conviction. Right? Someone right. directly asks you for what is your version of the story – such that you can call these women liars and you don't respond. I mean, you know, that's to me, that's the equivalent of not showing up in court. You know, then, mm-hmm. then you are convicted. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that answers now, your question. Right? It, it does. Um, because, and I want to, you know, I wanted to bring up that we are talking about the, the court of social media. And mm-hmm. now, given that, um, all three of these guys uh, work for Keller Williams, is that right? I, I don't know if Tristan does, but the other two do. And in social media, in the court of social mm-hmm. media, what should uh, or what could Keller Williams do as damage control? Because now you've got a lot of people who are in damage control. You've got everybody who's a speaker at their conference in damage control. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. who's in that group, theoretically, is tarnished mm-hmm. by this as well. But specifically, what should, even if they are brokers and they own their mm-hmm. own piece of Keller Williams – what should or could uh, Keller Williams do about this? God, that's a that's a tough question um, because you know obviously Keller Williams, as a corporate entity, likely faces you know some potential for legal liability for whatever they do. But I guess it comes down to what they think is the right thing to do. And I'm going to assume for the for the purpose of discussion that Keller Williams thinks that talking about, you know, violence against women, uh, thinking about it like that's not acceptable behavior from, you know, from anybody that sort of carries a brand. Mm-hmm. That being the case, they probably have to fire these guys. They probably have to terminate the relationship. Right? Again, unless, unless these guys fess up. Oh, so one of two things, right? So assume that, the, they, that they're guilty, you know, that they've actually done what was alleged. Again, right now we have no reason not to believe that they didn't do those things. If they did do those things, then the next fork is, are they owning up to it, right? Are they, you know, sort of being honest, telling us, yes, we did those things. We were really stupid. We're very, very sorry. If they take that route, then I think KW can say, you know, they don't have to do anything more than, hey, let this be a lesson. We expect, you know, a higher standard of behavior from our people. You know, Kelly stands for, you know, uh, nonviolence towards women. You know, that, that's not a hard stance to take. And still keep them on and potentially even use them as as uh, maybe some sort of, like, example, ambassadors, if you will, of talking about this as an issue. I mean, if you think about it, like, Magic Johnson, for many, many years, was out there talking about safe sex because he got AIDS. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. A lot of times you'll have people who are... Who are you know, convicts or ex-cons talking to kids about the dangers of, you know, leading a life of crime, 
So, I, I, you know, or you have, I don't know, you know, people sort of who have repented of their ways and coming out and talking to everyone else, like, look, here's where I went wrong. Don't follow in my, you know, my example. I mean, I think Kelly's could do something like that, right? I think that would be fine. If, on the other hand, these guys never confess, they never fess up, they never take ownership of it, then, yeah, you've got to get rid of them, right? If you're K-Dub, you can't have them in your fold. You just can't, right? And you've got to deal with whatever, you know, potential liability that might arise from that. Um, and I think, Rob, we should, we should tell the people that are listening that don't know, you are a management consultant to heavy yes, hitters in the real estate industry. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I tell so, my clients. So if KW were my and they're not, but if they were, that would be my advice to them. You either, so it's either one or two things. Either these guys are guilty or they're innocent, right? And maybe the first step then for them to do is to find out which, right? Find out which. Mm-hmm. And then once you have determined that, now, if they're innocent, let's say for whatever reason, we're all wrong, okay? We're all wrong. The three women are wrong, you know, or they made stuff up or whatever. That's not what they did. That is not what they said. And there's a perfectly logical, rational explanation for what went on that bus. Then I think they have to defend them. You know what I mean? If they are convinced to their satisfaction that these men are innocent, then I think KW has to defend them. Right? And I would defend them if I were convinced that, you know what, that makes sense. That is rational. That is logical. And I could see how this was, you know, this interpreted totally blown out of proportion. I would defend them, right? Yeah. Um, but if Absolutely they, if they you know, the current situation where all they're doing is censoring any talk about it and try, and just hunkering down and hoping the storm blows over, i got to get rid of them. i got to cut them off. Have to, because yeah. otherwise it impacts my brand. Right. Yeah. And that's what they're, they're affecting the brand of those around them. And I think that the, article that JB just posted in the uh, uh, the chat room there is um, key uh, a, a key indicator of the fact that people around them are starting to distance themselves and move out. JB, you had a point. Welcome to the show. Hey, well, ha- what's happening, Mr. Rob Hahn? How are you? Is this Jeremy you know, I can say Yes, I can say as somebody who How has gone and done karaoke with Rob before that yes he can swear like a sailor really well but at the same but at the same time you know i think my one of the things that that is a big difference here yes there was alcohol involved with this situation i'm pretty sure um you know with it is when you get drunk or somebody else gets drunk that's out there, we don't turn into vulgarity number one um which is where they did and it went from vulgarity then to threat. Um, with it, but I think at the end of the day, the tall tale tell in social media nowadays is like you said, Rob. That we, if some, if we screw up and we do something, we need to get ahead of the situation and say, "Listen, I screwed up. I'm really sorry about this. I'm I'm going to get some help. I'm going to get some counseling, you know, so I'm not, you know, for my alcohol abuse problem and and this aggression and anger issues that I have." Or, hey, you know what, I really screwed up. It's not the way I am. I'm sorry I portrayed that off to these women. I apologize to each of you individually. That hasn't happened yet. There's nothing that's been said or done, and it goes back to the point. When Stacy put the original article out there, she did not mention the name of the conference. She did not mention the name of the people. Nobody. These guys took a step ahead and tried to get ahead of the situation by arguing and saying, oh, we didn't do that. Nobody knew except for a few people in the back channel. You know, I, I take it back to a conversation that Rob and I had 
uh, about a month ago, he was at a conference, and there was a crazy woman on stage speaking, and I guessed who the person was, and I sent him a back channel message privately. Yep. Rob, is this such and such person? And he went, yep, exactly. It's, like, it's pretty crazy that I would knew that. I didn't take that conversation public. I didn't jump back out there and do those things. That was a private thing. So the only people who knew who that crazy woman was was Rob and I that was in that conversation. But because these guys took the initiative, <laughs> took the initiative to go out there and make this statement publicly, even if they left it up there for three seconds, one of the things I think that is also so crucial and important that people need to understand nowadays is no matter what you post, if you take it down two seconds after putting it up there, there is still going to be a copy out there that people will find, and it can come back and bite you in the rear later. And I think yep. that's what's happened here with these guys. You know, the fact that Rob had these videos, put them up then and shared. You know what, guys? You know, we're all trying to figure out, is this, did this, or did this happen? Here's the responses from the people that said they're part of it, even though they were never mentioned part of this thing. It's kind of like, you know, we go out somewhere and, and we get – trash you know rob ken and i we go out we get trash and mike writes about us doing it and us just jumping in there to say hey yeah that was us i mean it's like why would you put yourself in that situation where it's people are kind of thinking and wondering well could it be them could it not be them is it that or is it not to yeah this is definitely the people now that are involved well so a couple of things about that jb i mean i guess i do want to make a distinction between well, I don't know if it's a distinction right word. I feel like there are times when privacy doesn't apply. You know, um, so look, I mean, we, we all go to real estate conferences, and we all know one of the things that happens at real estate conferences, people hook up. We all know this. Right? It's like, that's, it's not a secret. Uh, if I happen to know that, you know, Mr. So-and-so and, you know, Mrs. X and Y hooked up, and I happen to know that, it's none of my goddamn business, Right. And, you know, some, like publicizing something like that is just vile in and of itself. I mean, that's a violation of privacy because I don't, I don't know what's going on with those individuals. I just don't. But I feel like when it comes to certain, like I said, certain hard lines we have to draw, certain, certain issues, certain topics, you know, like I know how to hit a cunt so I don't leave bruises. You know, I'm like, wait, at that point, privacy rules, I don't know, trump that. Just like, honestly, like speaking, you know, as an Asian American, if you guys were at some conference and you're in a bus and some, I don't know, some MLS CEOs in the back of the bus saying, yeah, we need to kill all the chinks. I mean, God, I hope you would breach that, you know, veil of privacy and make that public. You know what I'm saying? Like there are certain issues that are no longer, in my opinion, governed by the whole, what's well, a private matter. Actually, it's not a private matter because that affects, you know, all of us, it affects the industry, it affects, you know, it affects, it affects everything, right? It affects the professionalism of that event. Uh, you know, I mean, inmates come out, you know, very strong, you know, with a, with a statement on it, and I, I applaud them for it, because it affects things. It's no longer just about, you know, things that are private, kept between individuals, you know, and really the rest of us shouldn't have a prurient interest in that, you know. And I think mm-hmm. it, is, it is important to sort of make that distinction, you know what I mean? Um, well, like, yeah, look, if if you and I are trading PMs back and forth, you know, about making fun of somebody, you know, I think both of us at that point would have some reasonable expectation that that's not going to get copied and pasted onto Facebook for the world to see. But if you and I are mm-hmm. changing stuff and it gets, you know, like I said, and I don't even, honestly, like, I could even deal with some 
you know, some casual racism. <laughs> like, I could, yeah, I don't like Chinese people. I don't really give a crap if you don't or not. But if it gets down to, I would never hire anybody Asian or, okay, now we've crossed the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, now we have gone to a place where you are becoming a social problem. And we then, as, as a group, as a community, have some right to be able to address that problem. And I think this is that case. Right? I think this is that case. So, I mean, I totally get what you're saying, but, you know, with some issues, uh, with some issues, the only solution, the only way we can make any kind of progress is by publicizing it, bring it out into the public, shining some sunlight on it, and then put it in my clothes and, and talk about it. It's the only way. People aren't people that read what's happening and they follow us and they're a part of our organizations. They're not stupid. Many of them are much right. smarter than we are. And a lot of times, if we're Absolutely. telling the truth, uh, they're going to help us out. But you you yeah. kind of touched on something a couple of times, and that's the fact that most of us carry around someone else's brand. I carry around my brand. Mm-hmm. You carry your your brand. Mike carries his brand. But those of mm-hmm. us who are brokers with larger organizations or agents yep. with larger brokers, yep. we have a, a responsibility to those people, and that was violated uh, every bit as much as their own thing. So we're, we're running a little short on time, but let's uh, – first of all, I really appreciate you spending so much time with us today because I know you're very busy. Um, well, my pleasure. Let's, let's help the listeners out. Going forward, what are just a couple of points that – Let's say, heaven forbid, this has already happened, and you're the person that did it. Step one, where where do we go? Do we call you and have you take care of it for us? <laughs> well, it might it might uh, help to call. Uh, there are some some people that specialize in crisis public relations management, right? And the good ones aren't going to tell you to spin it or lie about it. The good ones are going to tell you to tell the truth and be honest about it. Um, and what's interesting is uh, I don't know if you guys know Brandy Young, but she's a uh, uh, she's a marketer, she's a marketing consultant, and she and I are talking. I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe having her because she actually does a lot of crisis PR type stuff. Uh, you know, maybe having her write something or or maybe record a podcast. Maybe you guys can invite her on. That'll make a lot of sense. Uh, and I I mean I've done some of it in the past, but it's not sort of my specialty area. But the general principles are pretty straightforward. If you did it. Then admit it, own it, and apologize. That, that's like the most important thing. Right? And again, the way I kind of see the entire thing about social media or regular media or whatever, uh, when, when crisis breaks, truth is your best defense. Right? I mean, if you just tell the truth and you're honest about it, you will never be caught in inconsistency. You won't be caught in a lie that you have to justify. You know, you, it's just, just be honest. Just be truthful. Right? Um, and I think that's that's really the the main advice. And then after you've done that, you need to make sure people see it. So whether if you have a channel of your own, if you have a blog, if you have a Facebook group, if you have whatever, you need to get it out to the channels. Uh, if you don't have something like that, maybe you need to set one up. Like you need to set up a whole WordPress website somewhere that says, I'm innocent <laughs> or I did it and I'm really sorry. You know, I mean, whatever it is, you, you've got to do something to get stuff out there. Um, if you are carrying somebody else's brand, part of that has to be getting in touch with whoever that is, right? whether that's your company, your boss, you know, your, your franchise, whoever, and like, be proactive about it. 
right? <laughs> so in this case, let, again, let, let's say these guys did do it, right? They're following my advice. They should be making a phone call to KW Corporate saying, we did it. We screwed up. We're very, very sorry. We wanted to let you know how can we repair the damage, not just to ourselves, but to the KW brand. What can we do? And then Is it too late? At this point, I don't know if it's too late. I mean, really, it's only been a couple of days. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're younger guys. I mean, especially Ronnie. You know, struck me as somebody maybe in his 20s, maybe 30s, you know. I think if they were to come clean now, um, I, I don't think it's too late. I really don't. I mean, because you know, they could just say, and this is, again, tell the truth. They said, listen, our lawyer told us not to say anything, to take any, everything down, and we followed his advice, but we now realize that wasn't the right thing to do. And, you know, and just come out with the truth. Um, I don't think it's too late, actually. I don't. Um, it's not, it's they drag it on for another month. <laughs> you know, then it's too late. Now, what if they're innocent? Oh, that, Is it too late to fix that? If, it's, if they're innocent, no, it's not too late. If they're innocent, then they need, to, now, they need to come out with that, right, and tell the truth of that. One thing that I forgot to mention is when social media stuff happens, time is absolutely right. Oh, yeah. You don't have a week to wait. You don't. <laughs> because in a week, not even a week, I mean, that video that I posted on Facebook has been viewed 4,500 times, which in our tiny little industry, that's a lot of times for that video to be viewed. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, it is. Like, my medium post, I think, last time I looked at it, has been viewed 4,500 times and read 2,000. Right? Wow. Um, but the, the post on Notorious is the most traffic I've ever gotten on a post. Um, which is one of the reasons <laughs> I did put on Medium because I'm like, I don't want to be accused of clickbaiting trying to drive traffic to my blog. That's not <laughs> my issue here. But that's been viewed, I think, almost 2,000 times. Um, wow. So that's in two days, right? Which means that time, you don't have time to wait. You don't have time to, you know, craft some sophisticated response. You don't have time to consult your lawyer and everything else which is when I feel like, you know, if something happens, then truth is your best defense. You need to respond quickly, quickly. So if these guys didn't do it, the minute that that video, uh, that um, Stacy's post hit, you know, instead of posting this video that's generalized, you know, making, issuing denials and calling the women lies, they need to be much more specific. You know, not that is mm-hmm. not what happened. We were on the bus. These are the words we said. I remember them, you know, very clearly. At no point was there any anger. Um, and they must have misheard. And uh, it's horrible that they think that we said things like, you know, uh, beating up a woman and not leaving bruises and all that. I mean, but that's not. I mean, they need to be real specific about it and tell the truth. Right. On the other hand, if they were, if they did do those things, and again, be specific. We said those things. We are very sorry. We were drunk. Da da da. This and that. And you know, we apologize. We're going to seek counseling. We're going to you know take steps to make sure this never happens again. Right. And you need to do it quickly. You don't, you don't have time to wait. Great advice. Uh, Rob, thanks again for taking the time. You can find Rob anywhere. Just Rob Hahn, as far as I know, he's the only <laughs> H-A-H-N out there. If he's not deep somewhere uh, in some video game. <laughs> yeah. I thanks. think there's a guy that ran for governor of Minnesota with my name, but that's not me. <laughs> that's not uh, Thanks for joining us and spending so much time with us, uh, Rob. And uh, it has come around to that time again today where, uh, what is it? I think it's Bob. Bye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. 
stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com.